Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Mike. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known. And that, my friends, is America. Make no mistake about it. You're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant. And if you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, download free in the App Store. The T-H-E C.L. Bryant Show. And all of the shows are archived there. And be sure to listen wherever you go um 12 to 2 in the east daily you can tune us in right here over the flagship station red state red state talk radio the most popular talk platform in the nation and i want to thank loving liberty as well as liberty roundtable for inviting us into their family as well absolutely awesome in fact um I'll be talking to you folks there in Utah real, real uh, soon. Already in Colorado, might as well spread on over to another absolutely gorgeous state, and that is Utah. Well, folks, um, (laughs) you know, we talked a little bit about the Iowa caucus the other day. And now, uh, you know, of course, it's in the history books. And as the president said, uh, he is the only one that can claim victory in Iowa. (laughs) It it is so funny. It it is almost, let me me tell you something. You know, all of you know that I'm a believer. I'm a person of faith. I believe in almighty God and his son, my savior, Jesus Christ. I believe that with all my heart. My wife and I are uh, going through uh, certain uh, things with her um, health and our faith is even stronger now than it has ever been. And um, so need your prayers just the same. But I was saying this about the Iowa caucus. And before I got off on the rabbit trail there uh, about uh, that, it's and that's this. I see the divine hand of God moving in this situation. Now, it's just me. I've got my preacher hat on always. And, uh, you know, that's what I do. That's really who I am. I'm a, I'm a minister of the gospel. That's really what I do. And um, the good news of America and the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, go hand in hand. There's no question about it. And so everything that the president has attempted on, from the the onset, the onslaught has always been resistance by the Democrats and many Republicans, never Trumpers. Many of them uh, were re- resisting, you know, 
And um, it seems as though in spite of the resistance, have you noticed this? Have you noticed this? That in spite of the resistance, you are seeing brilliant inroads to success in just three years. That's what has happened under this administration, with this administration, in the face of, in the face of pushback in the way that it has occurred. I uh, just posted something a couple of hours ago at Rev, R-E-V, at Rev, C-L, Bryant. I just posted something a few hours ago. And um, <laughs> it says that the deep state wors- um, whispered, the deep state whispered to President Trump, we don't think that you can withstand the storm. The president whispered back to the deep state, I am the storm. And friends, that's real. That is real. Trump has been the type of storm that they, first of all, could not have expected the magnitude of it. And then they could not have expected how devastating the effect, magnetism, pull of his personality would have on progressive socialist media. (laughs) His personality is designed to set them off. I actually, I'm telling you that I see the hand of God moving in the way it moves. And it, it seems as though he takes those things that uh, are seemingly f- silly, foolish, unsuspecting. And he uses them to confound those who would consider themselves to be wise and prudent. Oh, yeah. Those who are called deplorables, uh, smelly Walmart shoppers. It's amazing how those little things are confounding the clean washed, well healed elitist. It's confounding them. They don't know how it works. Well, let me uh, give them a, a little lesson on how this works. This is how it works. When you take into account the opening words of our founding documents, which contain these words, we the people, then you must take into account the masses of who that is meant to speak to. The numbers of people 
that those words are intended to speak to. And going back even to colonial times, you have even fewer wealthy people, truly wealthy people, than you have today. And so this, these words spoke to the masses of citizens and would-be citizens, even those who were in chains at the time. It speaks to them, we the people. And it means that the masses who are struggling financially, getting up every day, going to work, doing their very best to keep a roof over their family's head, feeding them, keeping them safe, fed, warm, and dry. And that is the American dream. That guy, those people are the people who elected Donald John Trump as president of the United States. It was not in any way, shape, or form the elite, even though uh, the president is a billionaire, he is, uh, and, and, and I don't even know how to frame it, but to say that his blue collar shows through. Where he gets it, I don't know, but his blue collar shows through. His work ethic is like a blue collar worker. Punch in every day, show up early, stay late. That's the way my dad taught me to do it. Yeah, that's the way my dad taught me to do it. Show up early, stay late if you want to be successful. The president has that type of work ethic. Yeah, the president has that type of work ethic. And it is beginning over these last three years. It has shown to be the formula that America needs to be as great as she could ever be. And our creator knows that there have been times in our American history where we have been absolutely stellar in our greatness. We should tell our story to our children so that they can understand what their birthright is all about. Yeah, so that's the people. Those are the people who elected Donald John Trump to be president of the United States, and they confound the liberal elitist. They we confound them. Oh, yeah. Heck, I was in Walmart just the other day. <laughs> I'm a Walmart shopper. Oh, yeah, I'm among those smelly Walmart shoppers. And count me in as one of those deplorables that Hillary Clinton was referring to. Absolutely. It was those people. It was us who elected Donald John Trump. And just to look at them, 
on the surface, you wouldn't know that they would be a Trump voter. Hey, the average person bumps into me in the store or whatever, or, you know, passes by me in the store, uh, the supermarket, whatever. Oh, they would uh, naturally assume that this middle-aged black guy, yeah, middle-aged, heck, man, uh, don't, haven't you heard that 70's the new 50? Well, I'm not 70 yet, but, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm mid-middle age. If, if 70's the new 50, I'm, I'm mid-middle aged. Big time. And so, friends, um, this is why the president is going to be reelected by landslide in my estimation, in my calculation, the way I'm seeing it and have predicted and have been saying this around the country these last couple of months. He's going to win by landslide in 2020. But don't you dare get complacent, get uh, lackadaisical now. You should be more motivated to get out and vote now to make sure that what we are anticipating together is to see a landslide victory for Donald John Trump. That's what we are looking forward to. All right? That's what we're looking forward to, is seeing a landslide victory for Donald John Trump. And I am a black voice for Trump letting all of you know that there will be a historic, even a, 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 para, a paradigm type of shift in the movement of vote in the black community toward Donald John Trump. Also, you will see more blacks stay home than you have seen in a long time. I certainly wish that would not be the case. I wish that they would turn out and find themselves voting for a president who has been the greatest champion that the working black man, woman, boy, or girl in this country has had. Latinos should do the same thing. Because he has been a great champion for you. And listen, forget about all of that stuff that the progressive liberals want you to believe about the president having concentration camps down on the border. Listen, this is to protect. If you're in a Latino American, this is that move is to protect your interest. Yes, it is to protect your interest. You're here working hard and you have grunted and sweated along with everybody else to get to where you are. And you mean to tell me that you could possibly be in favor of illegals from Latin America coming in here and threatening your American job, threatening your American health standards? Threatening your American government. If you are a legal Latino citizen of this country, the president's attitude toward our borders protects you. And I believe you know that. I believe you know that. 
Can't wait till I finish my Spanish class. You know, I'll go Beto O'Rourke on everybody. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, it is true. And uh, he is the only one that can claim victory in Iowa. The President of the United States, he's the only one. And I, I see the hand of Almighty God moving in it. Now, the Iowa Democrats, of course, blame uh, the coding issue. Now, you want these people to run your country? Huh? <laughs> these people can't run a caucus. Are you hearing me? They can't run a caucus. Or so are you telling me that you want them to run your country? Please. <laughs> Please. This, my friends, is one of the finest hours that conservatives should enjoy. When I come back after uh, the break and uh, after the top of the, the next, at the beginning of the next hour, you want to stay with me because I have Vince Ellison, Vince E. Ellison, going to be on with me. And uh, The Iron Triangle is his book. And um, want to, he's been on with my, my good friend, Sean uh, Hannity. I understand Hannity even treated him to dinner, you know, and uh, that sort of thing. Sean's a great guy, and I'm um, glad that you're getting a chance to know him. Uh, just the same, when, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the real Super Bowl for conservatives that's about to occur. The real Super Bowl for conservatives that's about to con- about to occur and uh, <laughs> it's going to set it it will it has set uh sail uh, set those of us who are on board the ship it has set us sailing on that sea wondering just how the progressive socialist democrats are going to try and spin the success of Trump's State State of the Union address. The President's State of the Union address will be absolutely epic. I can't wait to hear and see this State of the Union address. Hey, we're going to unpack that a little bit when uh, I come back with more of the C.L. Bryant Show. Glad that you could come along with us as we build the Bridge to Conversation daily right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. T-H-E, the C-V, C.L. Bryant Show. Daily, 12 noon, 12.05 noon in the east until 2 p.m. Come along with us and, of course, download free the C.L. Bryant Show app onto your favorite device. And all of the shows are archived there. I'll be back right after these brief words.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. Conservatives, get out the popcorn, get it ready, get it, get it, get it all set, uh, get your favorite. I like uh, Orville Rettenbacher's Ultimate Butter. <laughs> I had to plug it. I just, I think it's it's popcorn crack or something, you know, like it's so good. And, um, but anyway, you know, if I'm not wanting to do my own, if you're not wanting to just do your own um, butter and salt and all that kind of stuff on your popcorn, Arvel Rettenbacher's Ultimate Butter is incredible. Got to tell you that. You need to try it. And tonight is one of those Ultimate Butter Popcorn Nights. Uh, you can't do it all the time. It'll kill you. But, <laughs> but tonight is one of those nights. Get out the popcorn and watch the Super Bowl for conservatives tonight. Uh, what's going to be super interesting, what's going to be so interesting is uh, Nancy Pelosi and her crew. Uh, I cannot wait to see the expressions on the faces of the Democrats when the president takes the podium to the absolute roars. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. To the absolute roars of the Republican Party while... In the meanwhile, in the meantime, you'll see just smatterings, maybe three or four here and there, of the Democrats clapping for the president. The rest most likely will be sitting on their hands. And friends, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be shocked if the Democrats come out of their stupor, come out of their ignorant posture. And applaud this successful president of the United States. It would show, it would set them on the road to being big, or at least bigger than they are. Because right now, they can't get much smaller than they have been. But it would at least put them on the road to being big again. Clapping robustly. For the president of the United States. And even bigger, if they wanted to be even bigger, come to the come to the news conference, come call a news conference and just say it. Why don't you just say it? He beat us. <laughs> he 
he beat us. If they would say that, they could be big. They could be bigger. They couldn't get smaller than they are right now. So if they would say that, they could be on the path to bigness. Again, it would take a long time to rehabilitate, but they could be on the path to it again. Now, friends, now hear this. And this is what's important. When the president starts to list and you can rest assured, he is going to take his time and list his accomplishments. I want you to make a mental note of looking at and I'm certain that the cameras are going to pick out faces. Look at the expressions. They are they are going to do their very best poker face tonight. You are going to see, in fact, I think that probably went out in a memo. Everybody poker faced tonight. Everybody. They are so stupid. Uh, Trump has been the right kind of Santa Claus. Let me explain what I'm talking about. Before we ever knew that it was your parents who worked hard to provide what's under that Christmas tree, as a child, you believed most likely in Santa Claus. But Santa Claus was a hardworking man or woman. Trump, our president, is the best example of Santa Claus in that sense. Because he is a hard-working president. And the goodies that are under the American Christmas tree right now, oh, hey, is because you have an, an administration. All of them, and I'm certainly glad to be a part of it as part of his uh, Black Voices for Trump Advisory Board member. I am very proud to be a part of that, of a movement in the Trump administration that is geared toward giving back the keys to success in this country. And that is competition. That is work. That is getting a job and then then competing for uh, a better position on that job or even putting your resume out for a different and, and better job. That is what has happened in these last three years. That opportunity has been sparked again, my friends. It has been sparked again. And, and so this is why we must take advantage of that. Do you understand me? Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is why we must take advantage of this now. And we cannot, we cannot possibly allow um, this 
president to be defeated by Democrats. Not I don't care if they run. I don't care what Democrat it is. And Pete Buttigieg is scaring everybody in the Republican Party scares them. (laughs) No, 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 not in the Republican Party, in the Democrat Party. Everybody in the Democrat Party scares the Democrats. All the candidates in that party scare them. And the one that they were going to hitch their wagon to he actually scares them the most, but they consider him the safest, even though he's on his way out. Yes, he is. Uncle Joe Biden is on his way out. I've, I've, been, I've said it several months ago. On one of my Real Talk episodes, it was one of my very uh, early Real Talk episodes uh, several months ago, I told all of you that Joe Biden was on his way out. And he is. No doubt about it. And Buttigieg scares them. Bernie Sanders scares them. Warren scares them. Klobuchar scares them. Uh, Biden is out. So, (laughs) in comes little Michael Bloomberg. He should scare them, but he's so seemingly sane compared to the rest of them that I have a feeling the Democrats are going to welcome the candidacy of Michael Bloomberg to the chagrin and the the yelping of Bernie Sanders. And Bernie should yelp. I'm telling you, Bernie should. If anybody should yelp, it should be Bernie. Just his his beef. You know, I know that so many of us uh, who are ethnic uh, in this country—the blacks, the Italians, the Irish—you uh, know, even you Anglos—you're ethnic too. Uh, you know, we all have our particular gripes. Certain people in our certain ethnicities, they gripe about America this and America that and, you know, how it has mistreated our ancestors and all this kind of stuff. Anybody in America can find some reason to gripe, uh, you know, about America if you're stupid enough to do that when you overlook all of the benefits of being a country that it is the most exceptional on earth and you get to be a citizen of it, you know. Don't complain. Make it better. Do your bit to make it better, but don't complain. But all of us find a way to gripe about something, but Bernie Sanders truly has something to gripe about. His gripe is just as real 
forgetting the blacks, forgetting the Irish, forgetting the uh, whoever, Italians and Jews who came to this country and met persecution and slavery and all that kind of thing. If anybody has a reason to gripe, it, I guess it would be the people we call the indigenous people. In other, other words, the people that were uh, here when the first European arrived. And, yeah, there was a, a slave or two, black slave or two with them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We've always been. We have always been here, too. Black folks have always been here. It, it, when the whites showed up, we were with them. <laughs> OK. Yeah, we weren't we weren't and we weren't in chains. We came along with them servants most of the time. But so did the, the serfs. There were white serfs. And bond servants who came here too. poor people have always been a part of America. The undertrodden have always been a part of America. But Bernie Sanders has a beef in the same vein as the American Indian. And that is he's truly been mistreated in many ways at many points in time during his candidacy by his so-called party who uh, (laughs) they want to disinherit him so bad that they will run into the arms of Michael Bloomberg. I promise you they will. I promise you they will run into the arms of Michael Bloomberg. And Bernie, Elizabeth Warren, Klobuchar, and Buttigieg. Biden is gone. Biden's going to be gone. Because I think uh, when it's all said and done, there's no need for him to continue. Okay? There's just, just no need for him to continue. So, they're going to cry rich man foul. Billionaire bought his way in foul. We're only millionaires, and in, in comes this billionaire who indeed has bought his way into this fight. And Bloomberg is methodically corporate raiding the Democrat Party right now. He is methodically doing it. Let me tell you, there is going to be a Bloomberg hostile takeover of this party. You're hearing it right here first from me. And this is what uh, little Mike uh, Bloomberg, and and that's what the president calls him. Oh, you're going to hear it a lot. Little Mike from the president. Um, this is what Mike Bloomberg offers when as he comes on board. Mike Bloomberg offers the medium between Cortez and Pelosi. He's the medium between Cortez faction of that party and Pelosi. So Bloomberg is the perfect storm to happen for the Democrat Party because as Biden exits in comes Mike Bloomberg. 
Yeah. In comes Mike Bloomberg. And I think that it will be the battle of the billionaires. And, of course, Bloomberg, I do believe, has more money than Trump. There's no question about it. But both are legitimate billionaires. After the first billion, uh, well, uh, you know, does it really matter? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I certainly hope to know. Um, as you hope to know, uh, I certainly hope to know. But um, after the first billion, does it really matter? So we're headed for the battle, the battle of the billionaires in 2020. And if we look at even that record of Bloomberg, Mayor Bloomberg of New York City and Donald Trump businessman in New York City. I'm sure we're going to be able to point to some things that Donald Trump was able to get done in New York City that mayors did not get done. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Donald John Trump, I think we do forget, was a mogul in NYT, in NYC. He was a mogul before he became president of the United States in NYC. And he was able to get some things done there that not even mayors were able to get done. And so Bloomberg getting into this race, I don't know how uh, any anybody who became mayor of New York City has a very thick skin, but uh, this is not city politics. <laughs> oh, no. You know what to expect in city politics. Why? Because it's your city, right? Why? Sure, it's your city. And so you know what to expect in city politics. And of course, Bloomberg's, uh, you know, a billionaire. He's been around the world. He's got he's been around the block as far as business and business dealing is concerned. But um, I think that the rough and tumble of uh, real life politics is um, something somewhat of an entirely different animal than some board than any boardroom could possibly be. The treachery that goes on in national level politics is absolutely uh, incredible it's off it is it is absolutely incredible what goes on in international politics and so bloomberg um Better bring his best game because it looks like he's going to be tapped for the guy because the Democrat Party for the for the guy from the Democrat Party because it doesn't look like they want Buttigieg. Everybody was just you know wondering what was he doing in claiming victory. <laughs> Somebody advised me go out and do it. <laughs> That's what he did. I'm CL. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes with more of the CL Bryant Show. Vince E. Ellison, my guest after the hour. So you clean 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. back on this great day in the USA, and it's all because of people just like you that make our nation as exceptional as it is. Why? Because we are an exceptional people, but it's our founding principles and our Judeo-Christian ethic that causes that to be the case, and that causes us to be an exceptional people. Now, um, <laughs> Folks, as I asked you earlier, I mean, do you really want the Democrats running the country? They can't run a caucus. Uh, a phone app used in Iowa caucus slated for use in Nevada. Yeah, yeah. So I guess you can caucus. I mean, it's just amazing the type of technologies um, that exist that make it so easy to manipulate things and i'm not really sure how all of that really works but i just am skeptical i don't know about you but i'm very skeptical of placing our most uh, sacred citizen duties in the hands of these machines that can be hacked through um, social media gurus and and that type of thing, people who can manipulate that type. I, I just don't know. And um, so the Dems uh, I, up in Iowa, the Dems didn't let uh, the DHS test the app, huh? And so this particular app may have. Um, caused some problem. It was some software issues. And it, it caused a series of problems. And so, friends, even though it's just easy and we've become dumbed down to it, there's no question about our dumbed down to this. Um, I, I don't know if we can trust this. Even if it takes two days, let's go back to the paper ballots. And let's have people watching this thing. Let's have poll watchers the way, it, you know, let's do this right. A win, let it be a win. And not something that's up in the air like this. But there's only one true thing to know about the Iowa caucus. And that is um, the president was, <laughs> no doubt, the clear and present winner on our side of the ledger. And uh, there are reasons to believe in um, the, the 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 idea that Bernie Sanders is a you know a, a communist a socialist 
The president has called him a communist. But there's reasons to believe that. And reason number one, I mean, it, it, this is suspicious. I mean, if it quacks like a duck, you know, maybe maybe it is because this is quacking right here. This is quacking. Uh, Sanders honeymooned in Moscow. OK. Back in 1988, uh, he went to the Soviet Union. It was very much uh, the Soviet Union was a very, very was a reality back in 1988. And Sanders um, was not married there, but just a day after betrothing, uh, you know, marrying his, wife, his second and current wife, Jane, Sanders traveled to Moscow and uh, Leningrad, which is currently St. Petersburg. That, 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 that's that's kind of duck quacky, huh? It kind of quacks like a duck in a way. I mean, who goes to Moscow right after their wedding? <laughs> well, you know, Bernie Sanders did. Uh, he also paid a visit to Castro's Cuba when Castro was alive. Uh, one year later, um, Sanders made uh, one year, one year after going to Moscow. Bernie Sanders made a visit to Fidel Castro's Cuba. Uh, he was unable to score a meeting with Castro, but uh, nonetheless, he praised Castro as a very profound and very deep uh, revolutionary. Yeah. They're creating a very different value system than the one we are familiar with. So he spoke against his own country when he was down there in Cuba. And uh, <laughs> the truth, the fact of the matter is, I- I've not been to Cuba, and uh, I don't know if I'll, I'll be going to Cuba, but I do know people who have been to Cuba. And you can get a good deal on a 1955 um, Ford Fairlane. (laughs) Yeah, it may not be the best shape, but you can get them in Cuba. You can get just about any old car vintage that you want in Cuba. And... um, Hey, I guess you can be happy with uh, making, I guess, it's, what is it, $20, $35 a, a month in Cuba, if that much. But that's where he went. That's where Bernie went um, two days after visiting Moscow. Um, he was a conscientious objector. Uh, Sanders uh, sought to avoid serving in Vietnam, which he opposed uh, as a conscientious objector, citing his Jewish background, he sought a draft affirmative. Now, <laughs> I have many, many Jewish friends who have been in the military, served their country honorably. In fact, folks, one of the one regrets being the son of a soldier and the grandson of a soldier and the great grandson of a Spanish-American war uh, veteran soldier. Um, I am saying to you that um, anybody can claim conscientious objector status. But Bernie has a track record of not liking his country which makes his claiming this type of status even more recognizable. Yeah. 
One of his heroes uh, was Eugene and versus Debs. Uh, one of Sanders' uh, heroes is Debs, uh, is socialist and trade unionist who ran five times for the presidency as a socialist in the early 20th century. In 1977, Sanders tried his hand as a filmmaker and produced a 30-minute documentary on Depps. And um, the Washington Post was reported that when Sanders was mayor of Burlington, he hung Depps' portrait in City Hall. Yeah. So he's glorified. That's the honest thing about Bernie, though. We all know that Bernie is a socialist, but the president will beat Bernie Sanders like a drum, and the Democrats know it, so they cannot possibly allow him to uh, (laughs) um, be the nominee. So Eugene Debs... Eugene V. Debs um, was a socialist and Bernie Sanders' hero. But Bernie's honest about it. Bernie's at least honest about it. He cheered uh, the Sandinistas. Oh, this is documented in 1985. This is three years before he went to um, Moscow, before he went to um, St. Pe- which is now St. Petersburg. Um, he went and cheered. He was Leningrad. He cheered the Sandinistas in 1985. Yeah. He traveled. Um, Sanders was the only U.S. official to travel to Nicaragua to help the Sandinistas celebrate the sixth <laughs> yeah. He was the only one to travel to Nicaragua to cheer on the Sandinistas. Bernie's a socialist. Yeah. He helped them celebrate the sixth anniversary of their revolutionary triumph over dictator. Anastasio Somoza. Somoza was brutal. Daniel Ortega uh, was <laughs> he was Castro in Nicaragua. He cheered the Sandinistas. So when Trump calls him a communist, he means it. He he and I, I you know, so the Dems are going to have to run away from Sanders. Bernie also sees his politics as revolutionary. He, he, he believes he is a revolutionary. He has staunchly anti-imperialist world views. And, you know, he believes America, along with Ocasio-Cortez, Omar, Presley, to be an imperialist nation. And he hates this nation for that. He does not like his nation for that. 
in May of 2019, New York Times review of papers from his time in, as Burlington mayor shows Sanders was trying to execute his own foreign policy as mayor, visiting with the leaders of U.S. rival nations. That's why he went to these countries. It stated the papers reflect his fervently anti-imperialist worldview. It also stated that Sanders made uh, support for Sandinistas a personal crusade as mayor. You had a mayor of an American city crusading for communist, leftist in Nicaragua. What would he be? What would he do as president of the United States in the Oval Office? Uh, He would like to throw energy executives in jail. And right now, uh, we are the leading exporters. We export. We're the leading exporter in the world of energy, of oil. But. Bernie would like to throw energy executives in jail. He gets real soft when it comes to uh, Venezuela's uh, Nicolas Maduro. Sanders uh, antagonized Florida Democrats last February when, uh, during an interview with uh, Univision, uh, Jorge Ramos, who you got to, we'll talk about this. Uh, after the break. Coming up after the break, I'm going to have on with me uh, someone that I certainly want you to stick around for. Um, His name is Vince E. Ellison, and uh, you are really going to be thrilled once we get a chance to have this conversation with Vince Everett Ellison. He is now uh, author of uh, the book called The Inside the Iron Triangle and uh, the Iron Triangle, the Iron Triangle. And we are going to talk to him about his thoughts on his new book. When we return with more of the C.L. Bryant Show, coast to coast, border to border, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the planet. I'll be back. Mm-hmm. 